0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Sean. On today's episode, I got the absolute pleasure of talking to Michael Odiari and Zach Eisenhower from the app Check. Check. So the interesting thing about Check is that it streamlines the initial traffic stop interaction between you, the driver, and a police officer. Uh, It's video chat. You are able to exchange your driver's license, your insurance and you're also able to understand the citation, pay for the citation, do all of it electronically so it saves you time, energy, effort, reduces your stress and your anxiety and improves the overall communication barrier between officers and citizens. I think it's a really ingenious idea. There's actually a lot of additional use cases that we get into in the episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, I was super excited for Mike and Zach to stop by. They're wonderful people and they're really really on to something with check. Um, it's just been great. And just want to let you know that one of the things we do at the podcast is we really want you to make sure that you're able to live your full, authentic life life with whatever you do. And that brings us to today's sponsor of the podcast, which is Snuffy. Snuffy is a clothing brand about empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% profit goes to LGBTQ plus organizations led by trans people of color. Shop online now at snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y C-O. And the owner and operator of Snuffy is my great friend, Nick Silvestri. He designed the Detox podcast logos. So if you like the logos, you want to go support them, go check it out at snuffy.co. I am thrilled that you, the listener, continue to come back week after week and hear more great stories about how we are trying to make a more inclusive world at the Detox Podcast. I hope that whatever you're doing, whatever is going on in your life, that for 45 minutes, one hour, you're able to leave it at the door, really detox from the world around you, and just dive in, get in this window into other people live their lives as always, if you want to support the podcast, feel free to go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out. And if you also love podcasts, I do have an additional podcast, music one called After the Encore that I think you might enjoy. But truly, I'm just excited that you have come back another week for another episode. I know you're not going to re- regret it. You're going to be thrilled because this app I think, has a lot of additional use cases that we haven't even tapped into. So stick around. My conversation with Michael and Zach will be right up after this. What's going on? My name is Joe Shaw and I host the music podcast After the Encore. After the Encore is a long form, a career retrospective podcast that takes you behind the music of some of your favorite artists. Musicians like John Oates of Holland Oates, Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, and Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup, and many others. Each season of the podcast is themed around a different topic, like the boy bands of the 90s, badass women in music, or even artists that were featured on the TV show, The Voice. I am committed to taking you deep inside an artist's mind to find out why they do what they do, what does music mean to them, and how do they quantify success. We tell an overarching story which will take you not only behind the music, but into the psyche of the artists themselves. After the Encore is a proud member of the Roberts Media Group podcast family check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms today. Welcome back to the detox podcast with me at this time. Are the brilliant, brilliant minds behind Check? I've got Mike Odiari and Zach Eisenhower. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: doing well. How about you?
0: I'm doing, doing fantastic. And I'm excited really to talk about Czech. And before we even dive into that though, uh, because this podcast is a culture and conversation podcast where we do invite people to detox from the world around them and get a window into how other people live their lives, I want to ask you both, what are you currently detoxing from in your life? I'll let you go first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, kind of went through a lot in 2020. So taking that step back and finding activities that can really help me just get a better sense of self and learn more about me. So recently meditation, Uh, I'm following through the meditation guided meditations from Sam Harris and I've been enjoying it.
0: I love that. Mike, how about you? Yeah,
2: it's really, for me, it's been a journey. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and this and building check, it's, it gets personal, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many things that's happening, um, you know, in our world and around us. So just really just detoxing when Zach said, you know, finding, you know, uh, finding more of yourself, right. you know, I always said this, uh, you know, uh, in the journey, I thought, uh, we're building a startup and the midst of the journey, I realized the startup is building me. Right. right. Yeah. So in that in that sense of journey, always finding and connecting that back to you know you. I think the whole thing that we're, we're really finding is our true self through this. Yeah. And how do we share that with? Uh, how do we share that love, that brightness, that light with the world?
0: Yeah, I love that. I think 2020, as y'all were saying, was so unexpected is an understatement. But I mean, definitely something that nobody really prepared for. And I think what I found myself doing. Initially was over driving on everything. Let me do extra work because I'm home. Let me do extra this. Let me do extra that, and that will you you will burn out. I did, and I had to hit the reset button and go. I've just got to detox from all the extraness and really strip it down and focus on what matters: health, family togetherness, happiness, we're all here. So now let me rebuild piece by piece with what I feel is important. So then I can focus on what is important. And, and I found that my priority shifted in a way that has been very healthy for me, ending 2020, and then beginning into 2021. And it was almost because of the forced reset that that occurred. And Mm -hmm. I am aware that not everyone was fortunate in that regards to be able to have that. So I am appreciating uh, the the privilege that I had as a result of that and trying to use it for good heading into the new year. Yeah. But talking into that, I want to get into, uh, for the listeners, let's have, uh, Mike, let's have you go first. So if you could walk me through the initial origins of your idea for Check, how did that start? And then we can start building on the story of Check from there.
2: Yeah, it, it really started... Uh it started from a connection that had a, that played back within an incident of a traffic stop, uh, that I was involved with. Um, I was with some friends in a trap, uh, they in a traffic stop and, you know, we're thinking just a routine traffic stop right. and, you know, officer pulls up to the side of the vehicle. Um, and, you know, within an instant, with how everything just happens so fast within an instant, you know, I'm staring down the barrel of this officer's weapon. Right. And, you know, in that car ride back, like no one said anything, you know, you kind of, or are, aren't there's so much going on. Right. Yep. Um, but you know, that didn't start, uh, that didn't start the process of, or that didn't start the build of check. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it came, it a came, check then, uh, came out, um, especially seeing the travesties and the fatalities on the news, that's what's taking place yep. between police and and motorists, right? And then the deeper you get into it, um, the the broken gap between police and, and, and Black men in America, yep. right? Yep. Uh, it's like, how do we then find a solution, right? The well, questions that was really uh, uh, going on in my mind was asking why, right? Yep. You know, why is this still happening in, in present-day America, right? So that that just led us into, you know, before we started finding a solution, um, I, I felt it was important to put ourselves in the shoes of an officer, right? Right. Uh, to gain context and perspective, Um um, that allowed us to then uh, understand. Okay, what does an officer go through during a traffic stop, right? And that's where we learned that's one. Uh, that's one of the most uh, leading cause of death for law enforcement is during a traffic stop. So the over. Uh, so then checks started, in. okay, now how do we bridge the gap of communication, right? Because for check uh, for law enforcement, them not knowing who they're about to approach, them being on the side of the road, you know, these fatalities on both ends. Yeah, you know. You know they have to stop, right? It became right. our mission to save a life. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I love that, and you know, I was, I was even thinking as I was going through, and we'll we'll let, we'll go through the breakdown here in just a moment. But I think it's it, you bring up a good point as there there's risks on both aspects yeah. um, that mm-hmm. feel very unnecessary in the technological age in which we live. You know, mm-hmm. there there's there are so many instances where. It feels like there are opportunities to not only improve efficiencies, but to save, as you pointed out, save lives. And if we can, if we can increase the communication between officers and civilians, and we can reduce the anxiousness, the friction, the the just actual um, uh, accident rate of being on the side of the road or what have you, if we can reduce all of that. And improve the communication aspect, then as a community, we can start to rebuild some of these ties, which I do feel we we've gotten to a point where it's so it's so fraught for good reason, I think, at times, but it's so fraught that it's difficult for folks to want to rebuild those those connections currently. But I do think that this can help solve for that in several different ways. And Zach, I'd love for you to talk about So if someone's like, okay, well, I hear about this app, I hear about the origins, but how does it actually work? How would one go about actually using the app?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So as a motorist, we have an application signup phase. So through your registration, we'll securely go and take in your photo identification, go back through, take in some vehicle information, and then really just guide you through that process. And once you've done that, you've registered also with your phone number And going in with the officer, the second he taps in your plates will correlate. Those plates, that phone number, send you a text message, and you're in on a video call. Mm. As you go and accept that video call, you're consenting to that interaction. The officer is then able to view the necessary documents he needs to conduct his traffic stop. That's on the traffic stop side as well. There's other aspects of the application.
0: Yeah, you bring up a good point. I like that. Uh, so if I recall correctly, so you talked about, you've got the video chat and uh, when you sign up, you've got your, your insurance, your vehicle registration, your driver's mm-hmm. license, all the information is accessible. Um, because one of the things I know that whenever I've gotten stopped at a traffic stop, for whatever reason, my biggest anxiety driven movements are where's my insurance? Where's my registration? Like, where's my license? And it's like, I've got it all, but I'm feeling like I can't find it. And then I'm like, do they think I'm looking for something else? Are they going to say like, you've taken too much time? Like you, you don't get to look for your insurance anymore, you know, whatever. Right. And so as, as someone who has stopped, I think, and, and I am a white man, so I'm only concerned about, Oh no, I'm going to get an extra ticket. That's not to talk about any other thoughts that might be running through other motorists' heads. Right. But, if we can take eliminate all of that from the process and say, it's already on file, it's already accessible, we've sent it over to the officer, the officer sees it, is able to check it, compare it, explain to you why you're getting stopped, be able to explain to you what the infraction is, give the citation and send it over, then it's like, I mean, nobody likes getting a citation, but you can reduce the amount of friction and anxiety that goes into the process and really just kind of nuts and bolt it. But while having that conversation, and I think, you know, there's, we've gotten into a place with COVID where now we don't even want to have the interactions at risk of spreading the virus. So this, this was, now this was in development prior to, to, to COVID-19, right? This is just kind of an added uh, opportunity or added benefit of the app was like, and it can also reduce the, the contact risk. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. I think, um, the company was founded in 2017 and then okay. gotcha. continued to work on that up until this year too.
0: Gotcha. Now, if someone says now something that I had seen when I was researching that or something that came into mind is some, I'm trying to think about how to frame this is how do we, if we've got, so I think, I think, and I'm not an officer, right? So this is just my, my thought process, but if, if part of the traffic stop is to assess the safety of the other passengers or assess the the safety of like, is there an open container in the car as an example, right? How is the officer able to still take those types of safety protocol steps and assessment while doing the video chat or while um, doing the regular traffic stop?
2: Okay. So your question is, if you know, it kind of goes into sight and uh, sight and visibility yes. is what you're saying. Right. Um, yeah. Um, great question. And we've gotten that from law enforcement as well, too. Right. They would love to be they love the ability to, you know, see, smell. Sure. Yeah.
0: Use and your especially senses.
2: especially within this first stages of check, how we uh, we uh, we've positioned it is at the initial interactions okay uh, allowing the officer to be able to retrieve the information currently right now before ever having to step out of the vehicle, we've also put it upon the officer's discretion to decide if they do if this stop does uh, 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 equate to them stepping out of the vehicle and moving forward on that in sure. that phase two
0: yes. Sure. Sure. And
1: you can talk the motors through that step virtually without as much confrontation as you might see in person.
0: Sure. No, that's a good point. I think something that I I think about is I think as humans, we're not we can be naturally defensive in certain situations. And this is one of them where we have our guard up because we're just like, I don't know what this is about. Or maybe I do. Or maybe I'm just nervous. Like, how is this going to go? Who knows? And if you can remove some of that, and you can have that conversation, then that reduces it. And if there needs to be further follow up based off of what the officers may be seen on the on the video call, right, or hearing, or just has seen in the lead up to initially pulling them over, then they can use that discretion and, and still continue the normal steps that they would that that's helpful, I think, to to continue to think about the overall process, for sure. Now, how has the adoption from law enforcement gone so far? We've talked a lot about the motorist side, but let's talk about the law enforcement. Has um, Let's talk about how widely adopted has it been so far, and then what has some of the initial feedback been like from them?
2: Yeah, so from going into uh, and talking with uh, PDs, one of the things that we're hearing consistently from all PDs is ensuring that the people in their communities have it. right. So because one of the things that they don't want to see happen is a police a PD has it and then when their officers use it no one uh currently has the application right uh just yet right sure. so then their officers will then say hey it's not it's not being used by anyone that allowed us to take a step back and figure out our uh, our our strategy and uh in and go to market, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need to be going to police departments and, and and getting them onboarded first. We really need to divert our attention to the people, right? And it brings us back into our vision statement of, you know, check where the new era of virtual communication between the people and their government, mm-hmm. right? So it made us focus back onto the people. Um, so when we get back, uh, so when we have uh, X number of, of people signed up, uh, uh, on the platform, we could then take that to the police uh, departments and say, Hey, PD, we have now X amount of people in your community already signed up or ready to go. So when we, so when they do have it, it's more of a flip the switch and they can start using mm-hmm. it instead of the other way around and having them use it and not be able to have the people already. Sure. On board.
1: Absolutely. And even just to build off of that, it's really about the motorist journey through that path as well. So we are working with multiple different vendors for driver's ed. Um, we'll be able to educate motorists during the driver's ed stage in their lives. Whenever they get pulled over at a traffic stop, those police departments will be able to educate the motorist, hey, in the future, if you're using the check application, we can conduct this virtually. Post traffic stop, we're also integrating the courts. You can resolve your citation immediately after the traffic stop. So you don't have to worry or have that anxiety of like, I need to be going to court. I need to like wait for this to process over the course of a couple of days. And even beyond courts, we're also in the defensive driving stage as well. So as you do your defensive driving course, you'll also learn, get educated about check and then be encouraged to download that application for future encounters.
0: That's really helpful. I mean, I can think about so, I mean, when we think about, I'm approaching this from the mindset of having friends or family that have gotten caught up in the multiple citation court fines cycle because like you know they get a citation and then they can't get time off from work to go to court so then the fines build up and then they get pulled over for a different citation and then they get another one because they've also got an outstanding one and then it just, you, you, you see where i'm going with this right mm-hmm. and so to have the ability to have everything packaged on the app and be able to send it, then you as an individual are able to still go about your life, still go about like taking your kids where they need to go or going, getting to your job on time or just focusing on your priorities. And so now you're not taking time out of your day, but you are still getting done what needs to get done. And everybody's able to, have greater efficiencies. And then there's less of a strain on the courts. So they're able to focus on some of the more, uh, in, not that these are important, but more um, necessary cases that require a lot of their focus instead of just citation after citation after citation in the court. So that reduces stress on the government as well. And then everybody is able to 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 focus on their job and, and building a better society. I love that. And I also love the incorporation of defensive driving too, because I'm just, I'm, I'm putting myself in, in the spot and just thinking about how many times I was like, oh, yeah. I got to go to court. And then the first time I could do all of it on a website, just any website, I was thrilled that I didn't have to to do anything. Right. And then defensive driving, when I got like the DVD in the mail the first time and was like, oh, I can just watch the DVD and do mm-hmm. it. I don't have to go somewhere to do court, Right. Like it was life changing. And this is just way better than that because it's all incorporated into an app. I think it's Really fantastic. And then I was like, I, I'm just, I'm going off because I think this is a, a brilliant <laughs> yeah. idea. Like really, wow. truly. I mean, in COVID was the first time I started having virtual doctor's appointments and the ability to chat with somebody about like, what are the symptoms? What's going on? What do I think it is? And say, cool, we will text you uh, when we're ready or send you an alert when a doctor's available and just going on about my evening routine, put my kids to bed, whatever. Oh, the doctor's ready to see you. Boom. All of a sudden, I'm talking to the doctor, I'm going through, they're able to prescribe something or say, just do this, watch it, monitor it, and then you can contact again if symptoms don't change, kind of a thing, was revolutionary. And now hearing that A lot of those virtual appointments have gone so well, they're thinking about rolling it out and incorporating it more moving forward, even post COVID vaccine. And I think that's the way of the future. And so when I think about those opportunities and having something like that for traffic and for citations and for police interactions, it makes perfect sense. And then I loved what you were talking about. This is my last point, and then I will like uh, turn it back over. (laughs) But I love the, the, the education piece too. It's like now, like you're you're catching everybody up to speed, you're getting everybody caught up. But then, no pun intended, right? Speed. And then <laughs> um, we are now educating folks that are going through Driver Z and go, oh, so part of my education is I learn about the traffic laws, I learn how to drive, I learn what to do, and I get the check app and I incorporate. It. I learn how to use it, and now the only world I know is a world where I'm having a video chat and having a more productive interaction with law enforcement than my predecessors in my family or friends or whatever. And I think then you can start having a society that is able to focus on the communal aspect of a neighborhood or a city or whatever, instead of, really having this animosity because you're unsure of what's going to happen next. So what are so going off of all of those brilliant things, I'd love for y'all to talk about what are some of the next rollout phase ideas? We talked a little bit about the programming, but then just maybe 2021 plans and beyond. See, I, I really love like once I saw your mind going,
2: right? I love that, right? right. Uh, it, it brings in, now you start seeing how it brings in the overarching vision of of you know check is the new era of virtual communication between the people and their government yes right? starts bringing all of that in as we uh as we there's areas we see we could expand uh, where check uh, use cases for check to expand within the government vertical um even areas within correctional spaces mm. uh for example probation uh, and parolees right during covid mm-hmm. you know how um for probation officers to be able to meet with their parolees, that's been an area where other uh, uh, municipalities have asked us if you know, check could serve as a, a, a wow. you know serve in this capacity, yeah. right? We just start seeing uh, other areas. We like even touching up on voting. Right. Um, On things that we can really do with technology to allow people to better communicate and interact with their government. Because one thing that you mentioned is we're in the uh, in this day and age uh, uh, we have there's a lot of hustle and bustle that we're going through in our lives. Right. And we're not really taking heed of what's happening within our local municipalities or local government. Right, so one of the goals uh, of Check and what we're doing is to empower people to have that information, know what's going on within their local uh, uh, government, and you know be able to uh, take part and be active in that. By you know, for example, city council meetings where people could be able, where people could sit at their home, log into Check, see what's happening be able to interact, make a vote through the check application and, you know, have their voices heard, right? Instead of, you know, I don't know if you've been to any city council meetings, but if you go into it, you see a lot of uh, senior citizens, right? Um, They have time, they know what's happening in that community, right? Uh, And they're the ones making those laws. That's what's happening in the community. And and it's affecting a widespread of everyone. Yep. and we're wondering what's happening what's going on right yep. um, it's now another way to give the rights back to the people yeah again
0: no I speaking of vision. <laughs> I absolutely love that because they're so like I cannot tell you like I am I have always been like a, a political junkie I love knowing what's going on at the national state and local level like I'm all about it and and even someone that wants to watch like all the city council meetings and get caught up and know what's going on I could not figure out where the city council meetings were in person for the longest time then when I did figure out like oh it's on a night that I typically am not available great and it's like the you know every other Tuesday at like nine or some random time and yeah. then they said oh well, we record them and post them up cool, where? Oh, it's not just on the main website. It's like three links in and then you have this weird web browser that like if you pause it or it buffers, it starts at the beginning of the four-hour meeting and it doesn't resume where you're at. And so just like trying to just figure out if a brewery had approved to build was (laughs) nice. But you see, like this is is a real scenario. And I was like, oh my God, this is frustrating. And then they finally weren't realized, oh, maybe we'll start live streaming on Facebook. I'm like, well, uh, we could do something better than than what is currently happening but if you had the ability to incorporate that into the app and then even like set up a push alert like do you like you are signed up here's all the features you're automatically signed up for the traffic stop you're automatically signed up for like all the the features, right? But it's like, also you could opt in to push notifications for your city council meetings or these kind of Mm -hmm. meetings and say a city council meeting is starting. Do you want to attend? Yes, boom, boom. And then it's like, do you have an agenda item? Do you want to do that? Yes, I do. Here's a question I have, boom, it sends it. Now you're in line and it's like, oh, you're getting up. Do you want, do you want to read your question? Do you want someone else to read your question? I want to read it, great. Now you're on and you're talking like, you could do all of that and be involved in your community and, and have, and then when you have like city council debates between people that are running, then you can feel informed and feel educated and feel like you're voting and feel like the issues are mattering, but you can't do that with the way a lot of the infrastructure is tech from a technological aspect now. So yeah, no, I I love that. (laughs) In, in addition to that, what, um, what are some of I would I would love to know what are some we did talk a little bit about some of the adjustments you had to make initially about, you know, originally pitching it to law enforcement and then recognizing we need to pitch it to the citizens and the people first. And then law enforcement will naturally come on board because they already see the the good investment in it. Are there other challenges or, or ideas you had initially that that evolved and shifted a little bit over time. We've talked about how you've seen the additional use use cases for it, but just maybe some additional ideas that have kind of maybe gotten reworked a little bit as you've been in the, like the, the iteration phase.
2: Yeah. I feel like the, uh, how we've grown is getting feedback, right? Uh, That, that feedback allows us to go back through the whole entire product and reiterate. Uh, One of the things that uh, we, we pride ourselves in is, you know, we're not just building what people like what we say people want we're building what people truly want right, right. that feedback loop really helps us know um the value add that we're that we when we push out you know uh our customers our consumers uh you know really take heed and take pride in that because they, it provides them much needed value, right? Because when you talk about citation resolution or, or traffic stops or even a municipal government, we want to be able to take those frustrations out, make things simple, streamline the entire process. And, and all, and also one thing that we see is like in order to even start bridging that gap, right? When you in the private sector, you have, you know, ever evolving technology. And when you think of, local government, you're thinking antiquated systems, right? Yeah. So this is another way where we're bridging that gap by providing technology that allows both the government and their people to be able to communicate and, and, and effectively, yeah.
0: I would just love to, uh, if I've got an issue with my water bill to be able to like <laughs> sign up and then I don't have to call and stay on hold for an hour, I could just like check in with check and start talking yeah. Yeah, yeah and start talking to someone and then say you know i'm not sure what's going on go oh well this is what's going on this is why it's going on this is what's happening cool thank you boom boom or you know what's going on uh yeah i could go on i think there's fantastic <laughs> cases um what do you what are some thoughts that i had about any any potential like additional questions as far as the technology is how like it's more per, more around the idea of permissions. So, what permissions um, do folks agree to when they sign up for the app? Um, are there any additional ones that they might be a little confused about? Just what what can folks expect to, to be accepting when they download and sign up for the app?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, going into the application, of course, you're dealing with PII data. So, you have the data security bit that we're comfortable with and we're processing through. Moving past the data security aspects, really permissions are pretty standard stuff you typically find your local government. So as you conduct that traffic stop, the permission to consent to your information gets you sent back over to the police officer. And then likewise, whenever you're interacting with some of these other services, if you're interacting with the court, being able to consent to that court, giving your information over before it happens, being able to consent um, really what we're doing: a big lines, giving people access, you are in control of that consent. And as the situations occur, you read, you understand that and you process that and you send it back off. Um, I don't know if that helps answer your question we can go more in depth too. Yeah, no, it's- You're also talking yep. to
2: security. Uh- professional too. So I think he kind of give you like a, sure. a,
0: a high level overview without yeah. getting too lost into the week. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. But I think, it, but I think it's helpful. Cause I think when, when, when folks initially hear of this idea, I think, um, there could, be, there could be a little bit of skepticism about like, ooh, I don't know if I as an individual, I'm pointing to me, want to register for a quote unquote database where mm-hmm. law enforcement could have access to my data all the time. Whereas realistically, all you're doing is just syncing the, the information that's already publicly available to law enforcement at these traffic stops or to government uh, officials because you're already registered with your driver's license, your car registration, your insurance, all that stuff. Um, so I think that's that's more of an education aspect of just letting folks know like nothing new is changing. It's just we are making it more convenient to use what's already on file and streamline the process. Is that a, a accurate assessment? It-
1: absolutely okay. it's a passion of ours to give citizens that that power over sure. just the yeah. government or third-party applications. so we can't even really get access to that system data in a lot of cases That's you okay. go you register for the application that encrypts based off your account specifically and then you decide where that consents if check gotcha. find some sort of partnership that might be lucrative we ask our citizens' permission and they can accept that gotcha. if need be if you're going to interact in any of those use cases, you can send to that, then that decrypts and securely transmits over to whatever parties necessary. I like that. Yeah. And, and also to add to
2: that, law enforcement won't have uh, access to your information all the time. Um, um, they only get access to your information whenever you agree to, uh, whenever you agree. So that agreement gotcha. comes from you accepting that call, right? Once you accept the call, then they have access to your information after the traffic stop portion is done, they no longer have access to your information. Gotcha. Because uh, from inception, security's been a big touch point that, you know, everyone's asked us on, and that's been something that's been on people's minds. So, uh, you know, we're not privy to getting those questions uh, about security questions, right? We we let people know what we are doing with, with their data, why we're asking for this piece of information, where it's going to go. That's been from inception, and we very much value uh, what we're doing with people's data. Matter of fact, uh, you know, one of the things we did research on is um, Facebook Analytica scandal, right? That yeah. gave us uh, that gave us more insight on how we should be uh, transparent with the data, uh, with user yeah. data, and sure. how we how do we communicate with our users, you know, through that funnel, like, this is what we're doing with your data. And this is how it's being protected. And this is how it's being housed. So yeah, we're, we're not, you know, that's very important to us. And we make sure we, uh, uh, we relay that back to our users.
0: I like that. That's, that's very reassuring. And it, it gives that additional just peace of mind. Because there is that the need for transparency, I think, in a lot of cases, and especially in this case, and then it just Reinforces your commitment to the trust, safety, and accountability that y'all talk about with regards to check. And so it really does, you know, as you talk about, really reinforces that new era of virtual communication between people and their government. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, as we're wrapping up and starting to head to the final segments of the show, is there one additional? Item that you would like folks to know about the app or think about. Now, I'm already thinking, like, okay, so does this mean that the, that the, uh, you know, the, oh, I forget what it's called, but that you could like check in uh, and say like, can I see a puppy? Can I adopt a puppy? Can you, can you show me like what puppies do they have? Let me see this. Let me send you my information. Let's do the paperwork. Now I'll come pick up Ruffles or whatever the dog's name is, right? You know, like, I don't know. I'm already (laughs) already thinking (laughs) that, but is there something else you would love for folks to know about the app that we haven't already covered or maybe something to double down on? Yeah.
1: So one thing in particular, too, as we release the citation resolution piece, one thing citizens might not know is when you pay online, you're forced to plead guilty in that interaction. And by doing so, you're at risk of increasing your insurance premiums. Mm. If you're utilizing the check application, we're one of the first applications pushed to market. That is the ability to schedule a court date or do no contest. If you're able to go wow. through those channels, then you're actually able to not see that increase in your insurance premium whatsoever. And you're able to get a reduced cost on your ticket.
0: That's incredible. I didn't. Yeah. I did not know that. That's if you didn't. If you were listening, you didn't already have incentive to get it. There it is, right there, right there. That's the that's that's money, literally money. I love it. All right.
2: So, well, <laughs> well, I'm happy you you, you mentioned money too, because right. that money aspect also goes into uh, one of the uh, another area in in how we love to have people have shares within check and have a cycle, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because we've seen it within, within a cycle where you could have people um, um, that are affected that are paying for these tickets. We understand that, you know, getting a ticket, it's not fun. Right. So one of the things that's important for us to do, right, is to check so it becomes a cycle money on the back end. Um, again, mm-hmm. it goes back to uh, yeah. connecting the people to their government.
1: So a really exciting trend right now that's happening with a lot of tech startups is you can have kind of a rich VC investor come into the startup and have that role, have that impact. Uh, and you also see that with IPOs as well, that shift. But there's this new trend where you can have crowdfunding happen privately. So we're utilizing a service called MicroVentures in our next series run round, And use, utilizing MicroVentures, you're actually able to fundraise through check and utilize us as a secondary investment for you. So if you're kind of playing around with what companies you want to invest in, how you want to build your portfolio, you're able to add us privately versus having to wait for a public IPO to release or for us to have to only be accountable to some of those bigger NBCs. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) I feel like you have a big giant smile on your face. Yeah. (laughs) You got a smile. It's (laughs) It's just awesome. I love it. I just love, I love the, Anytime I get the opportunity, which is always on this show, but anytime I get the opportunity to talk to people that are working to improve the world in which we live, I am all in. I love it. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning is getting the opportunity to do good work and to talk to people that are doing good work. And I... Uh, it's all goodness here. I love it. So let's transition to the next segment, a segment I like to call things to check out. Uh, so it's a segment where I ask my guests, uh, uh, who are you reading and who are you listening to? I want to get recommendations on somebody that you're listening to and somebody you're reading. I will go first. So to, give, to tee it up, what I'm reading right now is a book called One Life. It's Megan Rapino from the U.S. Women's National Team. It's her memoirs. And so it's her perspective on when she... Uh, stood or took a knee in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick and how that set off a wave of chain reactions that she didn't necessarily foresee but she talks about her perspective growing up leading up to that point and beyond and it's a fantastic read I highly recommend it and then what I'm listening to so I always give podcast recommendations and they're fantastic Um, I'm currently listening to uh, an artist uh, his name is Nate Cole so he is has so if you go way way back he used to be in a boy band called plus one he's does a lot of kind of indie pop music right now. It's fantastic. And he's got a new record coming out. If you are interested in his story, I have another podcast, a music podcast called After the Encore. I did a deep dive with him on his whole career on the boy band volume called Dirty Pop, which came out earlier this summer. There's some NSYNC people on there, some O-Town people, and Nate Cole with Plus One. So those are my two recommendations, Nate Cole Music, and then One Life of Megan Rapinoe. Uh, Zach, do you have any recommendations of someone you're listening to and someone you're reading? So...
1: I know I said Sam Harris earlier. He has this app called Waking Up. I've been really enjoying those 10-minute meditations every day. Um, Another uh, huge podcast I love listening to is Masters of Skill. Mm -hmm. For any of those techies out there, um, Reid Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn, runs it. And it's super interesting. You'll see tech founders everywhere talk through their struggles and their journey as they build and develop their startups.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And then, uh, Mike, do you have any recommendations for us? Yes, one book that I am currently on is the, C, the CEO next door. Um,
2: there is like for any of y'all like I, I, with leadership, with you know building a team, with leading an organization, with just even leading yourself, right? that's a very i'm learning so much insight. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it's like you get it's like these books allow you to be a student and you just get in the classroom and just learn so much I love that. Uh, yeah so the ceo next door that's that's one of my
0: recommendations very cool very cool all right well we are going to transition to the final segment of the show it's a segment i like to call dad joke of the week so it's a segment where i hold dad jokes to my unsuspecting guests in an attempt to get them to laugh while the audience groans but i can't hear my audience i can only hear my guests so it works out uh, but i do like to put my guests on the spot so mike zach do either of you have any jokes you would like to offer up today yeah <laughs> okay what does uh wait
1: can wait how
0: (laughs) no they can be as dirty or as cheesy as you want there are no uh all jokes welcome within reason all jokes welcome
1: (laughs) yeah what is harry potter's best friend and a cooking pot have in common
0: Ooh, i'm not sure what they're both called ron (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good i like it i like it um all right guys mike do you have any do you have a joke that you would like to offer up Ah uh, man, I I, I not none, none that comes to mind okay, right that's now. That's fine. That's fine. None that comes to mind. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got a few. So let me throw these out here. <clears throat> uh, what rock group has four men that don't sing? Rock group with four men that don't sing. That would be Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Four, <laughs> four rock. Men. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you call a factory that sells passable products? <laughs> a factory that sells passable products. It would be. <laughs> I don't know. It would be a satisfactory. Yeah. A satisfactory. Satisfactory. Because it's passable. Satisf- all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> if uh, people want to follow y'all and see what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Um, you could go check. Uh, you could go check us out at on our Instagram at getcheckapp, or you could go to getcheckapp.com. You could go to my personal Instagram, Mike Lodiari, mm-hmm. or Zach. or mine, Hack with Zach. There we yep. go. Most of the time, you'll see Zach. Uh, you'll see each. You'll see one of us on each other's story.
0: True. Perfect. Perfect. And fellas, we need a hashtag for this episode um should we go with hashtag check app hashtag get check app hashtag check what hashtag are y'all using
1: check yourself
0: there it is (laughs) there it is let's do it all right well thank y'all so much for coming on the show today this has been absolutely brilliant if you're listening get the app now i think you will not be disappointed actually i know you will not be disappointed. So there we go. There you go. All right.
2: You go. Awesome.
0: So Thank li- you very much of course, for us. Of course. So listeners, I'll be back next week with another great episode. Uh, but until then, hashtag check yourself. And as always, I will hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production
2: of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's v o k a l n o w.com.